Good afternoon, everyone, and happy Friday. I uh, always enjoy a Friday show. The weekend is here. You guys are often a little bit more interactive, and I don't doubt that this topic will bring that out of you as well, um, because it's an interesting one, certainly one we haven't covered really like this. Um, and so I'm excited to have the guest on today, Ashish Dev Gira, and uh, he's going to be joining me to chat about a really interesting Twitter thread that he put together a few weeks back, um, which I wasn't at the time able to get to get into in as much detail with him as I'd like to. So instead, we're going to chew it over and no doubt future conversation will roll from there. Um, but definitely something that I'm, I'm excited and interested to understand your opinions on, those of you that are tuning in live, as well as those that listen after the fact. First things first, you've got to let me know that you can hear me okay and that everything's working, because you know my paranoia about that. We've had nothing but stable signal for a number of episodes now uh, and so maybe i'm getting a bit complacent but i do always like to ask i'm a bit needy like that aren't i so if you can hear me you're joining you're going to be available on the chat to join in with this topic then please let me know um ashish is going to give us a take on on his experiences uh, of physiotherapy in india and his current job role but also then he begged the question about sort of that international workforce and the, and, uh, and things like that and and obviously that becomes a little political but also cultural and uh, and i'm really excited to get stuck into that that with him. Um, thank you to those that are telling me that it's all working okay. For example, here, Jared has said, we're all good. So thank you so much to those letting me know that you can hear okay. And hopefully in the click of a couple of buttons, I'll bring you today's guest. Oh, I'm just gonna switch it over. There we go. Ashish, can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay, Jack. Can you hear me all right? Fantastic, yes, I can, absolutely. So first question should be an easy one. Tell our audience a little bit about you, what it is you, you do for a living, and, uh, and then we'll get stuck into the topic. Sure, Zach. Uh, hi, and uh, hello, everyone who has joined in today. Uh, I just want to say I'm really humbled and excited to and uh, looking forward to having this chat with you because uh, considering the, the guest you have had before me, the amazing guest you have, ha you have had before me, I think it's, it's really humbling for me to be here, Zach. Uh, well, thanks for coming uh, on. Thanks for your time. Quickly about me, I'm Ashish Devgera. I'm a physiotherapist uh, based in North India, a small but bustling town in North India called Dehradun or the Dune Valley. So if anybody ever wants to visit, they're more than welcome. Uh, I have done my master's in uh, orthopedic and sports rehabilitation from a university in South India. And I have worked in a variety of uh, work settings, including uh, acute care. Uh, I have worked with youth football teams in India, and I have also worked in a very well-renowned wellness retreat in India, where I got the chance to uh, treat uh, a lot of uh, clients uh, from the West. So uh, that helped me uh, become more culturally competent, I would say. Uh, right. Currently, I am doing my own uh, online consultations at the moment. Fantastic! No, that's brilliant, and uh, and, and great to, to great to have that. Obviously, we're we're really pleased to have such an international network across things like physio masters and therapy live, and 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 guests from all over, as well as then of course listeners from all over. We're still trying to work out whether or not it's a glitch in the in the map, but we we currently it says have had never had any listeners from only like three nations in the world, like Mozambique. Mongolia. We don't know if it's that we're not quite reading it, but it might be that we've still got to fill those gaps. But otherwise, we've managed to get across the entire map with the broadcast and the events we've been doing. And so we're really pleased. And, and you and many others uh, contingent from, from India that have uh, participated and contributed feedback to our 
our work and have helped us to understand how compatible it is within MSK context across the world. So thank you so much for, for feeding back to us like you have done. Uh, I want to just before I ask you a question, Ashish, I want to I ask the audience that might be tuning in live as to, I can only imagine they have done, but you know, have, have you worked with Indian physios in this country? Do you have any experience of, of the Indian um, sort of health system and then the way in which physio, it, it might be different there? I just wondered if I could get those early takes before we get into the conversation from the audience, if they could contribute, what their understanding is. And that may just be physiotherapy, either. Do you work with uh, Indian heritage physios or other uh, doctors or other medics or other health professionals generally? Like, what's your experience of that? Because one of the things we will be getting into is the fact that there is that uh, immigration, emigration, and, and what she's described as fleeing abroad was one of the uh, sort of... Uh, hot uh, phrases that he used in this Twitter thread, which was interesting. So I'm definitely been wanting to try and draw you guys in as an audience that might be tuning in live. I know what you like when a guest is on, especially a new guest. You all leave it till the last minute and then I can never get to your comments. But if you can, get involved in the conversation by letting us know your your experiences so far. But my, qu my question then, if you could just tell us a little bit about the Twitter thread and what motivated it, right? And tell me a little bit about this topic that you're passionate about and we can go from there. Well, Jack, uh, the main motivation was to have to start the conversation, uh, because for me, I think this is a very important topic and everybody uh, knows this topic uh, and, and is concerned about this topic to some extent, but nobody really wants to come forward with it. So certainly I just want to say uh, right off the bat that I'm not the uh, I'm, I'm not the voice of India, right? India is a big land. All I want and all I wanted from that thread and by coming on here is to have a lot of diverse voices involved in this, you know, to speak right. up, to give their opinions, to, uh, to give, uh, to share their lived experiences and to, uh, to start a conversation regarding this, like how are we in search of, let's say, career opportunities, uh, better pay, a better life, how India itself, and it's not just India, it's the whole South Asian nations like India, Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, how all of them are, are losing their very, very, very talented workforce to, to nations such as the UK and the US. And is the situation all, all rosy and is it all smooth sailing as it is portrayed to be? So that was my motivation behind that tweet. And when I said fleeing abroad, uh, I know it was a bit harsh, uh, but uh, fleeing abroad in the sense, like you, you flee your country because you're pushed out of it due to many factors. So it's almost like whenever I ask anyone, especially a new grad physio who is just fresh out of college or is just about to give the final exams, they're all like our main aim is to go abroad. We don't want to be here anymore. So it's almost like due to a, a, a very uh, due to the interplay of many complex factors, they are being pushed outside the country. So it's almost like they're fleeing the country because they don't want to be here. That's and how many? How much of that? How much of that is that people train as physiotherapists because they see it as being their passport out? Or, and how much is it that whilst, whilst studying for physiotherapy that they might have done for other reasons, they then develop the urge or urgency to leave 
which how much of it is each of those different things when's the timing that people make that decision usually well it's such a it's such a complex narrative again it it has social factors involved it has political factors involved it has economical factors involved uh, it has uh, on top of this you have the lack of autonomy of practice you have a lack of uh, right. regulation uh, you have uh, a lack of respect where your skills and your contributions are not valued so it's it's a combination of all of this it's never one thing and also one thing which i really don't which i really, i do i should not use the word dislike is is that there are no role models here who can tell these new graduates who can tell these physios that yes you can have a satisfaction of the physiotherapy profession by being here in india because all these people who have been to the uk who have settled there they portray a life of success okay because that's what you see on social media that's what you see on the facebook feeds and everything because and uh, us sitting here are like yeah maybe physiotherapy is better there maybe life is better there but it's it's like a bubble nobody is for sure it's better there but it's right. just they assume that it's it's just better my problem again i i use the word brain drain right brain sure. drain maybe i should get over this term maybe because now uh, the world is an oyster for everybody you have foreign exchange you want the uk wants indian students you know all of this let's call it brain circulation let's call it uh, uh, the spreading <laughs> of talent whatever you want to call it it yeah. it just can it just cannot be one way you know well that that's that, that's definitely something i just want to pause on because i think that i think yeah. brain drain is a fair term i've used it in different circumstances i think when you get even within within a, a nation you can get brain drain between disciplines or between styles of practice that i think can can spoil yeah. for a fight where the workforce flow can be you know it's complex across the board so i think it's an appropriate term i want to just hover on this idea of you know your your concern sometimes that the grass is always seen as being greener right so that that uh, Indian Indian graduates or early career professionals have this rosy perception of of the grass being greener in 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 Western nations, especially then there's some pull factors that the Western nations are wanting them, recruiting them. What is it about that narrative that you dislike? What what do you think? It, what sort of things make you think that people are over over embellishing what it could be? And and what do you think is sort of the fact check on that? it's a again it's a it's a good question and it's a tough question to answer because to be honest i i ran a a question or a poll like this on my instagram stories and if you allow yeah. me i can quote some of the answers the of question course. was uh, so i have them all written down here so the question was uh, do you think life is better there okay so and it was the the answers were uh, we don't know but all we have heard and seen from our seniors is that they they look successful so we better go there or as long as i am getting paid i am getting respected even though the life is hard i'll manage 
so you see they accept the indian physios accept that there are challenges in every country there are challenges in india and there are challenges abroad but they are more much more willing to tackle those challenges in the uk than than at home so that's that's where the problem is and that's where i want uh, those who are making policies those who are uh, at the at the academic position at the top positions to to work together to build a work culture where where those who have gone abroad can come back and instill a culture can share their knowledge can share their experiences how they have learned their new skills and even mentor or try to uh, tell these new graduates who are aspiring to go abroad that this is the reality this is what it is because when indian physios go abroad and when they are practicing there they are trying to fit in a system which is not designed for them okay the system is designed for you we are always trying to fit in mm. we are always trying to knock at the doors my question mm. to you was when was the last time you saw a south asian person except maybe probably anju jagish because she is one of the best you got who else who is who is looking at us we are always trying to knock at doors we are always trying to enter the cpd courses we are always trying to ask people to look at us but then because the system is not set like that we are always trying to fit in we are practicing there everybody says like oh we want to go to the uk because there is better pay there but don't forget the cost of living is also high in the uk so how much are you saving how much are you sending back because i know you have societal pressures i know you have family pressure you need to send money back to your parents you know you see it it just starts getting complex and complex more and more uh, yeah well then that's the thing if they're not if if people aren't factoring in all of those things and and making sure that they're getting the reality rather than yeah. sort of an over optimistic or over pessimistic uh, analysis then then that's not going to be good for anyone is it so no that those are really interesting interesting points i think that some of the reason why your thread and your opinions on this are considered controversial by some certainly not by me by the way i think it's all completely within a a, a great window and an opportunity for conversation two main things that i think are, are controversial about it one is that the concept of brain drain and, and sort of a general civic nationalism within the fact that people have, have, um, have then seen as being a citizen of the world these days um, and that, that that is considered then uh, their prerogative to be able to then travel and, and to sell their labor in whatever market, whatever nation they wish. I think that one of the things that people see as being controversial with that is because that's how they see the world. and they. The bit that I think they sometimes divorce themselves from, and why I don't agree with that necessarily, um, although I can understand it, is that 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 uh, is often a heavily subsidised uh, process by nation states and by taxation and by developing nations that have then developed a tax model that's been able to then support that and to develop its medical staff and its infrastructure and to bring raise its own graduates then. There isn't a mechanism for that to then repay into the system if that person doesn't then work their labor through that system or that there isn't some sort of remuneration from the nations that then do recruit their talent that's the thing where you'd said which was really interesting about how it needs to be circulation it needs it can't just be one way otherwise as i described it one of my uh, tweets in reply to your thread is that i think that that is a 
a thing that gets seldom talked about, which I think is an extension of the colonial project by proxy, whereby essentially we're assuming that as a nation we're entitled to your talented labour and we don't even need to then pay for it. It's, it's ridiculous, which I would argue as well, um, some of the controversial aspects of my politics is such that I think that that then really drags the complacency of our own politics in, you know, nationally that means that then there is a complacency on, on training and workforce provisions because of this cherry picking from other developing nations that are doing a good job. And so I, I just want to say that I, I vouch for your take on that. I think it's a totally appropriate thing. I think the language you're using is careful, but I think it's seen as controversial because some people feel that that is just the, the natural entitlement of individuals that then end up with a skill set. And whilst I'm not saying that that's not the case on a rights basis, I'm just meaning there is a responsibility factor as well with regards to respect for the culture of which then afforded you that opportunity. So I've said a lot there. I want to throw it to you with the question as to, do you feel that what I've described there is a reason for it being seen as being controversial? And how would you respond to the charge that it's essentially then offering a blame to those individuals making those decisions? Yeah, again, it's a very loaded question, Jack, as you know. Uh, so trying to unpick this might take a long time. Uh, no problem. But I think one of the reasons why it's considered controversial is because these physios who have moved abroad, they have invested a lot of time and a lot of money in this, right? So they don't want to hear it like, okay, fine, now we are here, we are successful. Why, why should we come back, right? So that's why you get the friction, you get the, the pushback. Okay, why, what are you talking about? But the thing is, you need to get a bit deeper into this and understand the reasons why you are moving abroad. So my, my problem isn't that you are moving abroad. Okay, you got, if you're getting a good opportunity, if you're getting a good job offer, you move abroad. But the main reason, the driving forces why people are moving abroad is this assumption that or just hearing that physiotherapy is better there, the knowledge is better there, the clinical practice is better there, the, the education is better there, there are better pays. So it's almost like you are, you are not seeking to help people. You are saying to me that you are moving because you want better career opportunities and you want to climb the ladder. But if you go a little bit deeper, the main driving force is money, right? It's, it's just you need better pay. And it's obviously different for females and males. Males here are the head of the family. Okay, They are supposed to provide for the family. There are a lot of pressure. Everybody here, all the parents are like, okay, you either become a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. What are you doing becoming a physiotherapist? But still somebody dared to become a physio in India, but when they came out of college, they see the working environment, the context, they're not earning enough. They're struggling to mm. put food on the table. They're not saving anything. How are they going to buy property? How are they going to manage you know, life in general? So they go abroad. So when they have heard so many things from their families, from their support system, and they have invested so much of money to go abroad, and then somebody like me comes along and says like, you know, you shouldn't go for these reasons. That's why you get the pushback. But if you think about it, you don't, don't move because you want validation. Don't move because you think that it's, it's better, okay? You move because 
again that's very personal why you want to move okay uh, but move for the right reasons and once you have made the decision stick with it don't after after the age of 40 after spending like 10 years in the uk you start yearning for india don't do that okay because that's not going to create any societal change is it okay choose life choose life not material that's what i want to say okay you, you see the same thing uh, with with it industry in india you know a lot of people went to the silicon valley in the us but now they are coming back because the startup culture is is booming in india maybe something similar we can do with physio okay but for that indian government the the the, the council if we can have a council a regulatory body us those who have went abroad who have who who had the resources who had the skills can come back and maybe create such work culture create that environment to bring that little change so that the indian workforce the talented workforce stays here okay i never see any uk physio trying to come to india for internship for rotations you get a lot of uh, different cases clinical cases it will open your mind it will blow your mind but i don't see it this is what i mean it cannot be one way we cannot just keep thinking that everything is the grass is very very green mm. on the other side tend to your own grass see what's what's happening here See? Well, I think that that, that obviously um, it's such a fa- it's such a fascinating take, and, and definitely one that that's going to I'm going to need to to think on uh, for longer than a few minutes to to really understand the weight and gravity yeah. of that, and what that would what that would look like, I guess, because you you know there's, there's certain things that I think those complacent pull factors from uh, the UK and elsewhere I think need to be you know, there's some self scrutiny required there in our politics and also what we think as a, as a nation to what we what we want um, and how we want to contribute to the sort of international community of, of professionals in, in this instance, right? We need to be thoughtful about that. But then also it'd be really interesting and we'll probably end on this uh, later in a few minutes time as to what we might be able to do to, to better support you and other, other people in the grassroots in India and elsewhere that might be able to then try and bolster the provision that could make it then more attractive to, to stay and to have a, that, that reality-based approach that you're describing to stop it sounding like everything's uh, perfect uh, elsewhere and everything's not um, up to speed or up to scratch where you are. One of the things that I wanted to make sure I covered is that then there was, and I think it was on your thread and elsewhere, and I've, I've spoken to a few friends and colleagues about this topic in preparation for this podcast, and there was a lot saying that, that, that they moved for somewhat independent of professional factors, just cultural reasons for them with regards to say sexuality or, or gender related factors that they just felt that they, they did see there being a really relevant gap between say India and other Western nations with regards to say human rights or say cultural norms even, shall we say. Do you, do you feel that that is being, you know, do you understand that, that opinion uh, and also, you know, or do you feel that that's somewhat overblown and disrespectful to India as a country and a culture? uh no i think uh, i think it's a bit safer to practice in the uk or in the western countries if you are let's say a, a gay physio or uh you know because the, the the pressure is a lot here and you are already struggling with all the the factors which i mentioned uh about the profession you are struggling yeah. to find your identity as a physio 
in India. Yeah. So uh, yes, one of the driving forces to go abroad is is safety, is the freedom which you get. And this is probably why a lot of female physios go outside. Uh, mm. They, the males, they are driven by the rewards because they, they need better pay. They need what, what comes with better pay. Females, on the other hand, don't want to get complacent in their practice. They want to raise the standard of, of their profession. I think that's where the difference is. <laughs> so mm. yeah, one of, one of the reasons is, is the societal pressure because uh, even though the Indian society is changing pretty rapidly, but it's still majorly a patriarchal society. You have covert racism here, over and over in the UK as well. You do have subtle sexism, all kind of isms. We, we need to, to have a talk about that as well. We need to stop these, see what we can do. We talk about the lived experiences of patients, understanding them, but we don't understand each other. You know, we, mm. we, we, we move to the UK, we, we are still a minority group because our, our voices are still not loud enough. I am here sitting with you. Who is there supporting me? Who is behind me? You know, because we need to be loud. We, we need, you ask the question, how, what can we do so that they are better represented? You can open doors for us, but for, for for you to notice us, we need to be loud. We need to be proud. We need to understand that we don't need to fit in all the time. We, we, we are okay with what we are. We should be, okay? We are talented. We are practicing in conditions or in working context where UK physios cannot even dream of. We live in the most populous country in the world, unofficially, you know, officially it's China, but you know, we live in the most populous country in the world. We, we are doing work. We are working in hospitals which are packed, overflowing. Okay, you must have heard or seen what happened during the second wave of COVID. In of India. course, yeah. yeah. So the fresh graduates, they're working in those wards day in, day out. We are traveling uh, uh, in the public transport, the notorious infamous public transport of India to go to places to provide home health. We are, even though all of this, I don't want to paint a negative picture, but despite all of this, we are still getting outcomes. We are still getting results of our patients. We deal with a population which speaks over more than 200 regional languages. We are culturally competent, okay? Imagine I come to the UK and I see a person who is, who is a, a Pakistani Muslim, okay? How do you think the interaction is going to go? It's going to be easy for me or hard for me? Obviously, because I know their culture. I, they know where I'm coming from. We, we share the, probably the same dialect or language. So it's easy because when we are treating a diverse group of patients, we need healthcare to be more diverse as well. But for you to notice us, for you to open door for us, we need to come up. We need to shout. We need to make ourselves heard. We, we cannot keep feeding the stereotype like, okay, fine, I was born in India. My main aim is to go and study abroad and I'm just going to settle there. That's not going to change anything. Okay. And, I and yeah, you, so you feel like you need that. Yeah. Your, your, your key, the key part of your argument is that we need that talent or some of that talent at least to stick around in order to help with some of the reforms that you would be required to in order for it to be appropriately attractive place to, to stay yeah. and that those those changes aren't as vast as, as as you might have thought and also that the 
as you've said, the grass isn't as green as has been described. It's the last couple of minutes, and so I do want to see if anyone else wants to post their comments and their thoughts on this topic, whether or not they feel um, that the, the balance is appropriate with regards to workforce flow between, let's just say, India and the UK. Let's just argue in case there are, I know, a few UK listeners are joining us live. Um, and just, yeah, any final thoughts you can from the, from the audience. But with, with regards to solving, the, solving this issue, I would say that one of the big ones is that the, the, the systemic factors the political factors are a key one, aren't they? And you mentioned the economics of it. Is that, but as I sit here now as an employer of physiotherapists and, and getting to know you as I'm doing now, and no doubt this is, we're going to have further conversations, I hope, and keep in touch, is that if I then was in a position where I was needing to recruit and hire, and there are recruitment challenges in the UK, massive ones, I can so understand the temptation for, for, for us to pursue someone like you. And if the politics of it meant that there wasn't then an appropriate um, price that we would need to pay for those that supported your training and the opportunity and that there was a remuneration to your country of origin in order to compensate for that brain drain that you're describing, I can so, I can so understand those pull factors becoming overwhelming and that for you as an individual, it'd be unfair for you to have to make that decision, if it's so easy for me to pursue you, and that therefore the, the attractiveness of that package is overwhelming, it's, it's, I can so, this has been a really interesting thing as I'm listening to you, to just think that it really will need for those systemic changes and for better dialogue across society on, on both, both countries and, and all the others that, that this relates to, in order for that mechanism to change. It can't just be responsibility of, of just an organization or just one government or just uh, the individuals that have to make those decisions. It takes for a wide reaching conversation, hopefully that we've given at least a glimpse into, as well as then a real sort of self scrutiny of uh, ourselves as, as citizens of each country and of then of the world, like what decisions do we make and, uh, and how does that flow the workforce differently? Thank you so much for bringing that conversation forward. We were never going to, to tackle it all in a one you know, of, of course. And so I, I do hope we can keep that going in various different formats. Sure. Um, we've got some, some comments coming in. Um, as I said, uh, always 11th hour when we've got new guests on, but uh, here we go. Thank you, Jared. He said, the biggest issues I've been told working in Mumbai is lack of autonomy, lack of respect and lesser pay, keep it in mind, cost of living, versus regulated evidence-informed and better paid work abroad. When you think about, he's naming three key factors there, and he feels that on balance then, uh, but he has said there, I've been told. Does that speak to your point, Ashish, about the fact that sometimes that is the perception, and do you feel that that is not necessarily as accurate to the reality? Yeah, I think uh, these three factors are, 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 are the key factors which, which drive people away. Now, remember, he mentioned Mumbai. Okay, Mumbai is a metropolitan big city in India. Now think about physios who are like me in a small town in north of India, in the hills. What are we thinking? All right. And I think you yeah. hit the nail on the head when you said uh, UK doesn't need to sell too much because we are already ready. We are sitting here. Whatever you pay us. Prime. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You need. We are. We are just. We'll just move. Move out. You know. So exactly what you said, Jack. Countries like the UK, the US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, they need to stop 
thinking of us as as cheap labor easy labor okay uh, if we are talented look at us okay if we have the merit if we have the credits give us opportunities open doors for us have more diversity have people at those higher post role models okay even those who have gone to the uk now who have settled there think of coming back and pro- probably give a mentorship to to the new students probably uh, you know set their expectations straight tell them what exactly it is don't paint all the rosy pictures all the time okay it's not just mm. you went that's not that's not what i you know that's not that's not how change is going to happen yeah one one of the one of the things that um we didn't get chance to to highlight or that did pull it on screen at one point was Kiran had said that she's employed three or four from India of very good caliber and I I on investigating ahead of this show I I heard similar you know there's this very impressive workforce and my, my colleagues I've worked with before um that um at some of my very early jobs were a predominant there was one one team I was in uh, which was predominantly the Indian which was fantastic and the Diwali parties I was invited to were incredible it was a great insight into into the, the culture um i think what i i want to just close on is that we have gone through a really interesting change with regard to the pandemic that mean that a lot of people and a lot especially a lot of young people have got a wanderlust again right people need to get traveling and people want to experience it and people are recognizing the importance of experiencing cultures through travel and that what you're describing as being it can't be one way it can't be one way it can't be exploitative it can't be a sort of a narrow sense of, of of sort of bigoted understanding of of cheap labor or commoditizing our our fellow colleagues from india just for the sake of of then plugging gaps as is often described in in the workforce we need to mature the conversation and we need to start making sure that then it's appropriately balanced and again the conversation like this is a starter for that it's not going to do all of the work but really you know we've we've just got to try and find a way to to keep that rolling and and hopefully come to some it's tough conversation but we can, there's some there's some solutions out there or at least there's some worse answers and better answers and we can just keep fashioning it out but i'm sorry we're out of time I'm, and, and i know it's yeah, I've probably five more minutes five more minutes of your time than than i said i would so i really appreciate it and uh, and and uh, thank you for Certainly getting my cogs turning. Uh, I think you're going to give me a headache for the rest of the day thinking this through and, and making sure that that we do our bit because it's it's important enough to think more carefully on. And uh, I really do appreciate it. Others are saying uh, saying thanks as well. Uh, loving how we've disseminated the facts and opinions out there. Only a glimpse of what we've got to come, and hopefully we can continue this in various different formats. But Ashish. Thank you so much. Could you just let people know how they can hear more from you and how they can continue the conversation with you and beyond? Sure, Jack. Just to end it all, I just I know it's a big topic to to unpick, but I just want to say that the problem is not India. Okay, the problem is not physiotherapy. Also, the problem is Indian physiotherapy or physiotherapy in India. That's why people are being driven or pushed to go mm. abroad. Okay, and. the problem in the uk is is that okay cheap labor easy labor okay no need to look further than that no need to uh, you know push for diversity push for inclusion so that's what that's at the start of it all i said i just wanted to start this conversation i want more diverse voices to come 
you know, voices who are smarter than me, brighter than me to shine and, and say things like these, to have a conversation and, and give, give support to each other. So that's all I basically wanted. Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter. Uh, Gera underscore Dave 30 is my handle. Uh, I can probably write it down for you because I know it's a bit tricky one. Uh, and I'm mostly uh, active on Instagram. So that's uh, Ashish Dave Physiotherapy. It's pretty simple. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, yes, obviously all voices welcome to the discussion, including on tuning it over if people want to get stuck into this. Um, but you've done a great job of, uh, of of setting a marker down, mate. It's been it's been a great pleasure to chat to you. And as I said, you've definitely got my cogs turning now. Uh, and I hope we can speak again soon. Speak soon, Jack. Looking forward. Thanks to a lot. It. Thank Take you care. for having all me. All the best. Bye. Thanks, everyone. I'll see I'll see you guys next week. We've got Claire Minchel on for episode number 200, uh, talking about her next cohort of her strength and conditioning course. So please do join me for that. But otherwise, take care. Have a lovely weekend. I'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,